The Profane Argument is a podcast for secularists, freethinkers, agnostics, and atheists. We discuss topics that we think are relevant to non-believers. Welcome to the show. And welcome to the 15th episode of the Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. This week we wanted to, well, whether we want to or not, I think we should start off with a uh, update, a continuation story of one of the events we had talked about before, about the, so well, specifically concerning the priests in the Altoona-Johnstown area of Pennsylvania, the priests who were, they were being charged, being indicted on uh, child abuse. Unfortunately, there is some bad news from Altoona. Karen, you want to tell us about it? <laughs> sure. Well, the most recent update was that one of the victims of one of the priests has committed suicide. And the reason he committed suicide, well, I don't, I don't know that we know the reason, but coincidentally, he committed suicide right after a new Pennsylvania law went through the Pennsylvania House with part of it removed. Um, the bill is, it's a good bill. It's to um, firm up and modernize the laws of Pennsylvania against child sexual abuse. So that's all good. But they stripped out under legislative pressure the part that allows people to sue their, um, the person, people that abused them. And after that piece was taken out, preventing him from being able to sue the person that abused him, uh, he committed suicide. So that's the update from Alatoona Johnstown Diocese. Wait, when you say the part of the bill that doesn't let people sue the people who molested them. Is there a time limit? I mean, obviously you can sue somebody who molested you. Yes. They, they, they stripped out the piece that would have allowed them to go back in time far enough for him to sue. Oh, okay. Originally, it, you know, I think it took out the, the statute of limitations for being able to sue somebody in civil court, but they put it back in under pressure from insurance companies. So. Uh, insurance companies. Insurance companies. Sure, because that's where the money's going to come from. It's not going to come from the church. Right. The church Correct. is not going to uh, put up money for Pay that up. sort of thing. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's so, just fucking uh, awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and if you do want to read, there is a suicide note uh, written by a gentleman named Bill Zeller, who was a Princeton graduate student, a brilliant programmer who committed suicide a few years ago. Uh, I don't know, five, six years ago, something like that. And he wrote a suicide note as to why he did it. I don't really recommend ever anybody read this but if you really want to he he wrote it's amazing i mean it, it puts you in a very dark place and it explains the very dark place that he went to if you want to understand what these people go through and i think it should be required reading for anybody that abuses children and they should have to read it every day out loud i mean it's got to be awful that. to realize yeah. that like people put money in other people's interest ahead of a horrible thing happening to you yeah like and I, I mean I don't know how old this guy how old was this guy who killed himself was he uh forties forty six yeah I mean he's probably like his whole life has been fucked up to this point and then just to have this thrown in your face and be like human beings are awful people we just don't really do don't really give a fuck about us that often yeah you know and I could see why he might do that that's awful yeah I wish he would have gone down the sleepers route remember that movie sleepers I don't think I ever saw it I think it's uh Brad Pitt and uh couple other people and they're young kids and they were in a school and they got molested at this uh like uh juvenile delinquency place and then years later hmm. they go back when they're adults and they kill the people who did it 
Oh. Why haven't I seen that? I'm surprised you haven't. I think... Uh, Me too. I feel like I've seen it. There's but a I lot of things. Does... It's Brad Pitt. Um, hmm. Shit. Kevin Bacon is one of the guys who does the molesting. Mm. Maybe Robert De Niro's in it? Yeah, Robert De Niro's in it. Mini Driver's mm. in it. Dustin Hoffman's in it. Wow. A lot of big names. Wow. I don't know how yeah. I haven't seen this either. Uh, what's his name, too? The guy who was in... Uh... I'm losing... I-, I can't think, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> who was it? Who was in... He was in Speed 2? <laughs> oh, um... Oh, no, that was Speed 1. Never mind. Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick. Ah. In that, he was also in the vampire movie, which I can't remember either. Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a good flick. It used to be, like, on HBO all the time, I think, when I was in college, so I must have seen it, like, a million times. Right. But anyway, I wish this guy had gone down that route and went for the revenge instead of the uh, killing himself. Mm, yeah, agreed. Because something tells me whoever molested him, if that person, I assume that person is alive, since he didn't get to sue him, probably not thinking about what he had done and not shedding a tear. Probably not, no. Probably celebrating that he can't get sued. Or getting a pat on the back from his insurance company, however. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, well, that... Awful piece of news that, yeah. <laughs> but I think I, I don't know. I think we had to to share it. It was it just shows how bad things are, and and I mean we talked about the corruption there and how the sheriff's department wasn't going to get involved, and when they did get involved, the first thing they did was ask the priests what they should do, and mm. I mean it's just it just highlights how bad the situation got to. I mean this guy he said it, it said he was an altar boy when he was ten, and that's when it all started. So he's been living with this for 36 years and... Uh, Didn't want to live with it anymore. Yeah. But in any case, yeah, we're going to move on, leave the news behind, especially anything else related to uh, to that topic or Trump, because I'm just tired of hearing about it. <laughs> I could talk for days, but yeah. I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. We, You know, we should, maybe we'll look at doing that soon. <laughs> Do a Trump episode? Yeah. Mm. But uh, how about the most plausible lies that Donald Trump has told? <laughs> uh, I don't know. With that, I think we have to go from for craziest. <laughs> Got to be a we could talk for hours on the craziest <laughs> thing. Yeah, I was going to say that's tough. But in any case, this week our question is going to be about alternative or new age healing. Now, not everything on this list falls under New Age healing, which is why I went with the term alternative healing. Alternative being anything that is not based necessarily in science, in the medical sciences. So I guess we'll just go down the list and give a little bit of information on each one. First, we have acupuncture, which is an ancient, an ancient Chinese procedure of placing needles along nerve centers in order to cure just about anything. I believe originally it was done for pain, like severe back pain, lower back pain, muscular pain, things like that. They would apply needles, and when they they would let you sit with them for a while, and when they pull them out, you get up and everything feels great. The second thing is applied kinesiology. Now, kinesiology, I had to do a little bit of looking because kinesiology is a real thing. It is based in science. However, applied kinesiology, and that is one of like 28 different new age kind of things, but a lot of things fall under applied kinesiology. So that's the term I'm using. That's what I'm going with. It's the idea that you can test people's individual like arm strength, and then you bring a substance close to them... (laughs) And test the same arm strength. And if they're allergic to it, or if it's detrimental to their system, their arm strength, they will be weaker. 
So, for example, you hold your arm out and the, the tester pushes down on your arm and you try and resist it. And then they see if you're allergic to bacon and they have you hold a piece of bacon up to your nose and, and your jaw. And you just hold it there, not touching. And then they try and lower your arm again. And if they can easily lower your arm, that means you should stop eating bacon. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that got weird fast. <laughs> this has nothing to do with actual science of kinesiology. It is, you, you have people who have no training in any way, but that that is basically what they do. And then based on, they test various different things, and then based on the results, they make a grand assumption about a major change you should make in your life, like stop eating fried food. Or Most of the time, it seems like they make recommendations that would generally be healthy anyway, but they attribute it to this muscle testing or applied kinesiology. Something that I can't really talk about a whole lot, I know generally what it is, but uh, chiropractic. The chiropractic practice of, I don't know, popping your back. <laughs> um, has anybody in this group had been to a chiropractor? Yes. Ian? I thought you had, but... I was going to say, it, it not directly, but yes. Okay. Uh, my degree is in kinesiology, hmm. and one of the courses I took was chiropractic medicine. Okay. So, uh, you know, our professor was, a, you know, a, a, a licensed chiropractor, and, and he taught us the basics. Okay. So, so the two of you can explain. What is chiropractic? What does it entail? Like, Jared, you said you've been to a chiropractor... I've been to two separate different ones that do two different types of methods. What's the, right. What does it basically consist of? I mean, I have a general idea, but I don't want to um, give false information. Basically consists of bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, Ian. If you're well, okay. uh, no, the first one I went to was um, your, I would say, classic chiropractor. A lot of snapping of bones, uh, snapping my neck, back. Every kind of which wacky way you can get into it here, a pop, and then like some massage, which like which looked like a sander type thing, and then the one that I went to last year uses it looks like a gun sort of with like a knob on the end of it, and they it shoots into your back, and it's supposed to subtly get things in. It's all about being out of alignment. Right. Your bones are out of alignment, and this is supposed to get it into alignment. And it was hooked up to this computer monitor with a fake picture of me, which was the same picture they used for everybody, mm. of my back um, and the, the points. And that was basically it. Okay. So, but you came away with the experience that it was bullshit. Complete and utter horseshit. <laughs> okay. It didn't make you feel better at all? No, well, the, the when I went to the traditional guy, he, he was a friend of mine. And he kept telling me, you got to come in for a, a, an adjustment. You got to come in for adjustments. I was like, I don't want an adjustment. I don't need an adjustment. And finally, one day, uh, he was like, come on, man. He's like, just sit down. I'll do one for you real quick. And I was like, fine, let's do it. And after he was done, you initially feel great because you, you know, when you, I don't know if you ever crack your knuckles or anything like that. Your, you, your hands always feel better. Right. You know, I crack what, my knuckles I, all the time. So, yeah. so do I. I'm constantly doing it. And I, you know, and I got a massage while I was there. Uh, when I woke up the next day, I felt like someone had beat me with a baseball bat all fucking night, and I felt horrible, and he was like, oh, well, you got to come back in, and I was like, oh, I get the trick. I get it, and pretty much th with the other one, I had some serious neck issues. I couldn't turn my neck at all, it, like maybe a half inch to the left or right. I was in constant pain. I couldn't sleep. Mm. 
Oh, wait, let me back up. This is going to go on for a little bit longer. I had a pain in my arm. Mm-hmm. Let me start there. In my right forearm. And it felt like, you know, after you lift weights after a couple of days and you feel your muscles forming there, it was just right. sore from lifting. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't doing any lifting, so I couldn't figure out what it was. So uh, I went to this chiropractor because this is where I was doing my diet, and someone had suggested I should talk to her. And she instantly looked at my forearm and was like, it's your fucking neck. Right. It's your neck. I can tell right now everything's connected to the neck. <laughs> She's like, sit down in this machine and it's just going to do a quick reading on you and we'll let you know what to do. So she shoots me with this gun three times in my neck. You can barely feel it. It's, it doesn't even it's like it's not any pressure at all. And she's looking at the computer screen and she's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You got a major problems here. Major problems. You're gonna, you need to come in three times a week. Huh. I'm like, three times a week? She's like, yeah, we're going to get you hooked up with this. And they put like this what they call rock paper or something. It's supposed to, it's probably just like some kind of medicated wrap on my neck. And they had me drinking shit and they had were hooking electrodes up to me. <laughs> and at that point I, I was like, I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever you say, figuring I'll never come back. And then the next day I was in excruciating pain in my neck. Mm. Coincidence? I don't know. So I had to wait the weekend and I came in and then they were doing this and they're like, oh, it's really bad and you're going to have to come in all this time. And then I don't know. I seriously doubt it was what they were doing to me. I think I pulled a muscle in my neck and it eventually worked itself out. They wanted me to pay. Not only did they want me to come in three times a week, they also wanted me to pay a month in advance. Oh. And I was like, I go, are you out of your fucking mind? And they're like, well, that's how we normally do it. I go, well, listen, I go, I have a job where I can't guarantee that I'll always be here. So I'm not paying you a month of anything in advance. I'm like, I will pay you as I go. I go, and I can only come in once a week. And they're like, no, you have to come in three times a week. I'm like, no, I don't. And then finally, I was just like, you know what? Don't even schedule me for any more. And that's when they hit the alarm on the thing. And they had to bring the doctor out. And and they're, they basically were like yelling at me. They're like, listen, you came to us, asshole, to, to help you. And you're not in pain now anymore. And I was like. That's right. I'm not. And they're like, well, that's step one. There's like 15 more steps you got to go through before you're back to normal. And uh, I was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> I never went back. <laughs> wow. But man, do they have some racket going on there because that woman's got a ton of money and that parking lot is always full. I have to still go there to go get my diet stuff. Well, and if you can imagine somebody who is, you know, a little less willful than yourself mm. who's like oh, okay i gotta come in <laughs> oh yeah i completely I mean, yeah my mom's like that she unfortunately she was like if they're saying that you gotta do it i'm like no, she's no. not even a real fucking doctor and i think i learned a le- a, an important lesson is is that you can't say like i don't want to say her name so we'll just say her name is smith is mm. you know if a doctor whose last name was smith you would say dr smith or oh i have to call the doctor right the doctor right but they can't say the doctor there. They have to say doctor for some reason. So they're like, oh, let me talk to doctor or uh, doctor wants to come in and talk to you. Yeah. And I was like, that's really odd the way that they say that. And I'm sure it's some kind of legal bullshit because she's not really a doctor. I mean, I could call myself a doctor if I want to, right? Sure. I think I'm going to start calling myself a doctor. I mean, doctor. as long as you have a PhD in something. Yeah. Well, do you have a, Do you have to get a PhD to be a chiropractor? Uh, No. Then how do they call themselves doctor? Because my friend called himself doctor, too, for some reason. That is a good question, and I don't know all the details about that. We didn't learn about... Our professor was practiced as mixed chiropractic, which is a little bit different than straight chiropractic, which I think you you had your experience with it, which which is why it was so much more fun. Because we didn't really learn anything about the spinal adjustment portion of chiropractic. I think he was only allowed to teach because mixed blends actual... You know, science, kinesiology, and other research in with what right. they do. 
So, like, he had to stick, you know, right to that script. All my chiropractic experience was based in advanced stretching techniques, core strengthening, improving your own posture, things like that to alleviate the pain. There was no spinal manipulation whatsoever. So I don't know what... What, why you get to call yourself doctor or, you know, if it's some sort of term used in chiropractic to substitute from an actual physician. Oh, they're about as much doctors as Dr. Pepper is a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wondering if it's something like, you know, there's kinesiology and applied kinesiology. There's chiropractic and applied chiropractic. Because <laughs> it seems like there's the root of it that seems reasonable. But then, they, you know, if you're not curing allergies by popping your neck, that's just ridiculous. Which is what they claim. Right. All I know is that most people who go to a chiropractor regularly f- wind up having to go forever. Yes. They, they consistently complain. I'm out of a line. Oh, I got to go. I got to get a. I got to get a session. I got to get a workout. You know. And I'm like, see, you just got to keep. Go-. I'm like, what kind of doctor has you keep coming back? Well, I guess every doctor nowadays, since they don't like to cure anything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other part of it, too, is that insurance actually covers chiropractic in a lot of cases. Yep. So that's weird. Yeah, super strange. Yeah. Well, again, though, if you're going to somebody who is, like like Ian said, has studied actually the actual science of kinesiology, knows how the muscles and everything works, and they become a chiropractor, and they help athletes who have, you know, strained themselves in some way – so I guess I guess what we're coming away with is there seems to be a scientific portion of this. But as soon as you start getting into someone who starts talking about holistic medicine and you're getting not just your your spine aligned, but getting your energy in tune, and mm. I, I guess there's a I don't know a gray well, I will area. Tell you, I'll tell you this: the the chiropractor that I went to with the gun and the fake machine that has the fake picture of my body on it, mm-hmm. there are posters all over her office of like rx medicine bottles with the ghostbusters band sign through it and shit like that oh. and, you know once you've used up all those methods you can do the right method and come here and it's all about all natural shit and everything's all natural mm. there you go so you jared know, to answer your question it is a term specific to chiropractic it just happens to be the same word so that you know it's it's it isn't. It is meant to be deceptive as right. well as easy to understand. And a chiropractic degree can is generally achieved in three and a half years. Okay. So that that is the amount of schooling you need to call yourself a di- a doctor of chiropractic medicine. So I'm just going to follow this all up with one thing my neurologist told me was that I should never ever go to a mm-hmm. chiropractor. <laughs> Why? So when I had my stroke, it was because the artery in my neck was occluded. The artery basically just stopped passing blood. And that can occur from going to a chiropractor and having your neck bent a certain way. And since really, mm-hmm. yeah, since I'm susceptible to it, he specifically said, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chiropractic and uh, the dentist, if you, you're not lying in a good dentist chair and getting your hair washed at the hairdresser, those awful sinks that, you know – or hard on the back of your neck. Oh, yeah. No, those are nice. That's yeah. the best part of getting your hair cut. Yeah, I remember you telling us that last time. Mm. Yeah, yeah put, making sure you put a towel under your neck so that it's cushioned. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think there's there may be something to it. So we'll get back to it later. Yeah. But, all right. Well, yeah, let's move on mm. so we can get through this list real quick. The next one on the list is crystals. Oh, crystals. That, that's totally real. Absolutely. 
<laughs> well, I know the crystals are real. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> crystals are particles formed in a variety of geometric shapes due to their internal compressions. So this uh, crystals obviously exist. However, when you start using them, uh, because they carry certain vibrations depending on what the crystal is, and that you can use their healing frequencies to help align your chakras and balance your yin and yang. Okay, I think we're, I think yeah, we're probably we're striking this off the list before I'm getting done reading this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it is all about using or countering harmful electromagnetic forces that throw off your system's vibrations. Nice countering <laughs> things like computers, cell phones, microwave ovens, hair dryers, power lines, and everything else that Better Call Saul, right, his brother is afraid of. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Crystal, I, I don't think we need to get into that anymore. No. However, herbal medicine, or herbal medicine, if you're from Britain. <laughs> so, herbal medicine is an entirely different thing and might fall under the same kind of thing as uh, chiropractors. Simply because some herbal medication, some well, it's good instances, this- got, <laughs> have been made into medicine. Right. I mean, the bark of the willow tree is uh, the source, was the original source of aspirin. So, yeah, if you go chew on the bark of a willow tree, it might cure your headache. That'll work. Digitalis comes from, what was it, foxglove? Got me. I think something like that. Um, I believe you. Yeah. There are currently people that, I don't know what the field is of um, pharmacology, where you go look for new substances. They go to the jungles and they look for new things and see what they do. So, the root of it, Absolutely. The magic that people ascribe to it, not so much. Yeah. Sure. So it is, is definitely something that is rooted in truth. I mean, that's, that's you know, yeah. we didn't just synthesize medicine magically. Right. right. <laughs> the key to that being synthesized. So a lot of what science, medical science does is if you find something like this that say, you know, the willow bark, you don't just keep telling people to chew willow bark. You look at it, figure out what particular... Components of the bark. Right. What is having the actual effect, you find out the chemical reaction that's actually happening, and then you synthesize the actual piece that's doing that. It's not the whole bark. (laughs) So, yeah, there's the article that I'm going to link to is on Mm quackwatch.com. It is pretty much all about the fact that science knows that there are natural substances that can be used for medical purposes, but they synthesize it and they make it pure as opposed to having you hunt out a leaf that may or may not contain the right percentage of whatever it is you need. Right. And also, just because some things work doesn't mean everything works. Just because, like you said, just because foxglove could turn itself into digitalis eventually doesn't mean that eating the ginkgo bilbola will make my memory better. Right. Um, the big problem with a lot of this herbal medicine is that it's not made in such a way that it's it's accurate between bottles. So the the, uh, the strength hundred percent unregulated. Yeah, the the strength changes. There may not actually be any ginkgo biloba in your ginkgo biloba. It, it's just you know it's it's willy nilly. Hundred percent unregulated by the FDA. That that and supplements. Yep. They are both absolutely a crapshoot. And I do not recommend either of them. Right. I mean, some of the things like, you know, ginger is good for stomach problems and ginkgo is good for memory, I think, and ginseng for energy. They all have things that they will do for you, but you need to be able to take it in a, in a regulated, reliable way and nobody provides it. So just stick with real medicine. All right. Next on the list is one of my favorites, homeopathy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Homeopathy has two major pieces that it is comprised of. The first is that like cures like, and we'll get to defining what that means in a moment. And the second part is super diluted substances, the power of super diluted substances. Right. So the idea of like cures like, so the basic idea is if something causes symptoms and you are experiencing those symptoms in a negative way, that taking the thing that causes those symptoms, diluting it in a super diluted way, and then you take that super diluted substance, it can cure those symptoms. Example, uh, the first time a person drinks a strong cup of coffee, they may experience... Racing thoughts, palpitations, increased urine production, shaking hands, excitability, and restlessness. So, while coffee can produce those symptoms in a healthy person, the, what they call, law of similars says that it should relieve those symptoms in the unwell, so that a child who is hyperactive, agitated, sweaty, with trembling hands, they prepare a homeopathic preparation of coffee... And when the child takes it, they would be relieved of those symptoms. So because coffee can cause shaking, if you take it in a super diluted amount, it can prevent shaking. Well, let's define super diluted, though, because it... it, Oh, because it is super. It's super diluted to a point where there's only... What is it? The vibrations of the original... Right. So... Right. uh, Understanding that water has memory is also key to to accepting all this. (laughs) So I don't know, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, maybe somebody else pulled it up, but super diluted, basically you take a drop of the substance and you put it in, say, a two liter container, and then you shake it, and the shaking is vital. Mm -hmm. You shake it incredible amounts. I don't know how, I don't, again, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's shaking, it's shaking a lot. (laughs) And then you take that and you... For every drop in that two liters, you put a drop of that two liters in another two liter container, and you put the second drop in another two liter container, and you dilute it again throughout hundreds of thousands of these containers, and then there shake it. And you do this enough times so that I believe it's the, the likelihood of getting a single atom from the original substance in the pill you're taking is like one in 100 million. It's a, it's a it's a dilution that yeah I, I want to say the dilution is what uh, it's it's like to the uh, I, I used to know it too and it's a shame because I've seen several documentaries on this I've seen you know at least one special with the uh, the amazing Randy hmm. uh, debunking this to the best of his ability and it was something to like the twenty third power I think is is what you have to dilute it to. Which is a huge number. It's it's an unbelievable number. Yeah. So I actually have a story about this. My mother has uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. And as such, at one point, she reached out to all the holistic medication. And I was down visiting her the one time. And uh, she, the current one that she was doing was she took these two metal pellets, put them in water, swirled it around a little bit, took the pellets out, threw them away, and drank the water. Which did absolutely nothing. <laughs> this, is a, this is a rational scientifically based woman and desperation drove her to do this nonsensical thing thinking it might help when i you know asked her about it she said well it's not going to hurt anything and it might help i'm like ah crap well i agree with the first part (laughs) yeah it's not going to hurt anything because it is just water yeah Uh, a friend of ours runs a organic farm and one of his arguments toward homeopathy was that his wife certifies people as being organic farmers. Mm. And if they use homeopathic methods to on their cattle or pigs or whatever, that 
she will qualify them as an organic farm. And I said, well, I don't, that, that's not an argument for homeopathy, but it, I'm okay with that because you're just feeding the cow water. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, water's really never bad for you. <laughs> right. It, it's not going to, to harm anything. When you go to look at a homeopathic blend and you look at the label, they will say that something is super 25 or super 100. And that is the number of decimal points in the dilution formula. So if something is super 100, that means it's more likely that it is just water without a single molecule of the original substance. (laughs) But that makes it stronger. And that is because supposedly the water has vibration memory of the molecule being in it from the shaking. And the reason I'm stressing all this so much is I know people who believe in this. There are a lot of farmers who use homeopathic medicine on their cattle instead of antibodies. Antibiotics. Yeah. Mm. And I can uh, <laughs> I can understand not wanting to pump more antibiotics through all the cattle, but at the same time, this is not doing anything. Well, the, 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 my major problem with it is that the people are making money off of selling water. Right. I, it's water. Right. And even when it's not homeopathic, I have a problem with that. Sure. Man, I hate the Nestle Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this is this is somehow worse. I agree with you. Clue me into the Nestle Corporation. Oh, they are of the worst. I mean, <laughs> the fucking worst. I know. Some, how is how are they related to the homeopathic? Oh, they just sell water. Yeah. Oh, okay. They are not related to homeopathy. Okay. <laughs> they are. They do. They do not. They would just say, "Here, we own water. You have to buy it from us." Gotcha. And we're going to destroy your town if you're near our plant. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, derailed. Back on track. <laughs> Homeopathy. Sure. Tell me about this next one, because I'm curious All right. to learn more. I believe it's pronounced iridology. It is also referred to as iris diagnosis. It is a belief that every area of the body is represented by a corresponding area in the iris of the eye. So there are actually charts that you can get that will tell you which piece of the iris is related to what part of the body. And there's little graphs that have, like, lung, lower, middle, upper. And, you know, each part of the body and where it corresponds to in the iris. And then by, quote-unquote, reading the iris, you can determine what is troubling the patient. You can look at the not just the color, but the texture within the iris and shadows and that sort of thing, and link it to other parts of the body so that you can just look at someone's eye, examine their eye, and say, oh, you have a stomach ailment, and then prescribe some sort of, I don't know, homeopathic blend. It sounds like it's a slightly more medically focused, like, version of, like, eyeball phrenology. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. No, I like that. that there, There seems to be a theme in these. Like, there are a lot of... Uh, ones that we're going to get to that that involve someone has crafted a chart of body part X and it links to all the other body parts if you look in this certain area. Right. Yeah, it's like astrology, but for medicine hmm. and kind body of. parts. Yeah. Kind it's of. like if you have that bump there, that means you have this just as opposed to saying, oh, you were born on this day mm. when this planet was here. So you act like this. <laughs> Right. You touched on it before we started recording, and uh, people may not know. What is phrenology? Oh, um, phrenology is, again, they have a map of the the top, uh, you know, the, the human head, and you play, you lay hands on the head, and you feel the, you know, bumps, ridges, and textures of the skull, 
and based on where they occur on the head, uh, you know, it, it will link to certain uh, characteristics of the person and, and, and other parts of the body and things of that nature. Hmm. But wasn't phrenology was like wildly used back like in the 40s uh-huh. and 50s, like in schools and shit, right? Oh, yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. They would feel like a kid said, be like, oh, this kid's a fucking moron. All right. He's <laughs> <laughs> sorry, kid. <laughs> you got a bump in the lower left region quadrant there. <laughs> You're screwed. You're never going to get anywhere in life. <laughs> well, then they put him in the dumb kid class. So you're guaranteeing that that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and there are people today who still swear by it, right? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. They're wrong, but no. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> really, they are. <laughs> I'm sure, sure that they they still. Yeah, it's it's much rarer though. It's funny because you you can look into somebody's eyes and tell certain things about them. You can tell if their pupils are uneven that there's something is a pressure problem in their brain. If their the whites of their eyes are yellowed, you can tell they have a liver problem. So it's the same thing again. It's you're know, taking something that, that you can look in somebody's eyes and do basic diagnostic about some things. They've just taken it 17 steps further. I'm sure there's some basis for some of this stuff. Yeah. Not the crystals. No, not the crystals. The crystals are crazy. (laughs) People like crystals. People like wands. Yeah. Uh, People like Harry Potter. (laughs) All right. Next on the list is meditation. Now, this is healing meditation. The idea that it's not just meditation to, you know, calm yourself and find a center, but meditation that once you reach a certain stage of it, that you can actually, and again, this is from text that I read, realign your energies and heal yourself through the meditation itself, just the act of meditation. This is, I'm, I'm going to consider this one of the tricky ones mm-hmm. because I do think that keeping a, a positive attitude and not being negative can help your overall health. I, I kind absolutely. of agree with you on this. Yeah. The, the, the legitimacy to the components of meditation that you talked about first, I, I would absolutely... I don't get too much into it because we're not, you know, moving up and down the list. We're just trying to give people a sense of what's on the list. But stress is such a, you know, big factor yes. in your health and wellness. And the fact that it can be managed through meditation, you know, can be a, a huge improvement to one's health. Yeah, if you go that far, I'm with you. If you are realigning your chi with meditation and other uh, spiritual centers of your being, then you've um, um, got to hop off there. Yeah. Well, to me, it's whether however you you know define it, it doesn't matter. But you, I believe that your mind can do some fucked up things to your body if you believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I let me tell you something, if I was a less rational person, I'd be in the hospital all the time <laughs> because I am constantly <laughs> tricking my body into thinking there's something wrong. Constantly, I'm just like, that's it, dude. You're, I, I'm not. I'm not kidding you. Two days ago, I thought I was going to die walking down the alley from my job to the diner. Like all of a sudden, like I just started freaking out. I started having a panic attack, and I was like, that's it, dude. You're having a stroke right now. You're having it. You're going to fall in the middle of this fucking alley. I hope somebody finds you. <laughs> and helps. Have you tried meditation? <laughs> um, listen, here's the f- most fucked up part about everything that we've talked about so far. For the most part, except for the crystals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been investigating because I've been in so much pain these past couple months because of this fucking gallbladder. Uh. And I like I will fucking try anything. I just typed in healing meditation into YouTube while we were talking about it to be like, oh, I'm going to check one of these out later. <laughs> <laughs> and and it goes back to almost what Karen, what you were talking about with your mother mm. about the the pellets and the thing. So when I get this pain, it lasts with me for eight hours, Ugh. and I can't sleep. I and it's usually late at night feel one coming on now so i imagine i will not be sleeping tonight either 
And when it finally goes away after that eight or nine hour period, whatever I was doing at that moment, mm. I will always try the next fucking time it happens because I think that might have been the thing that it made it go away. Sure. Sure. So if it, if I had just stuck two pellets in my water and it went away, I was like, oh, shit, it was the pellets. You know, so <laughs> lately it's been lying on my couch in a certain way. Oh, it went away that time. Oh, I took a shower. It went away that time. Oh, I took three aspirin. It went away that time. But none of these things ever work. So being less rational, I would be trying everything. Sure. <laughs> but I'm also smart enough to go, nope, that was just a coincidence. Okay, let's move on. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Well, the human the human mind is excellent at finding patterns and trying mm-hmm. to find reasons for everything. So, yeah, that that actually does make sense. That's Yeah. Now if I could just get this panic attack thing under control. Yeah. <laughs> I had about 15 at the casino Sunday night. I keep getting wow. on the table. Oh. That sucks. Poor crisscross poker. <laughs> Too yeah, stressful. That dealer's like, I've locked this up 15 times in one hour for this guy so he can go to the bathroom. All right. The next one is a big one, and it doesn't fall under new age. It is faith healing or healing through prayer. This I I had to put on the list. We just watched. It's um Morgan Freeman's. Oh, Search for God. Yeah. yeah. Searching Search for God. Looking for God. Something like that. Yeah, Morgan Freeman's doing something about God. Yeah, yeah. is that exactly. something we want to watch, or is it just going to disappoint me after the universe show that he did? It will. Um, it will likely disappoint you. Oh, I man. find it entertaining. I find it interesting. However, he's definitely not approaching it from an atheist perspective. He's approaching it from the Molder perspective of I want to believe, right, and questioning everything. And it's always. Well, could this be God? Do we think that this is God's hand? It never questions whether or not there is a God. It's kind of an assumption that there is. But it's an int- I find it an interesting show. Sure. Uh, it is called The Story, the Story of, of God. God. There you go. But on the last one that we watched, there was a gentleman named Tom Renfro who had... The, he the, it was, uh, the show was on miracles, and Tom Renfro experienced a miracle. <laughs> one of the miracles... In the show, there was a guy who was cleaning windows on a, what was it, 57-story building, I think? Something like that, yeah. Initially went down off the side, did not even get started, and one of the cables broke. Fell 57 floors to a concrete sidewalk and lit. And the doctors told him it was a miracle um, that he survived. He, Hispanic descent, he was Catholic, so... He believes it was a miracle. Well, kind of. Well, he d- he definitely said that he believed it was a miracle. But he's not happy about it, though, because he, his brother also died. Exactly. It was he so, and his brother yeah. who were on there. and his Oh, brother wait, so did- one of them died and one of them lived? Right. Yeah. And he still considers it a miracle. Well, Begrudged. Like a hand of God miracle or like, Jesus Christ, it was a miracle I lived. <laughs> like that was miraculous. <laughs> when questioned yeah. about it, he said that he truly believed it was a miracle and he's waiting to find out what God has in store for him. Yeah. Because obviously there was something because he didn't save his brother. Mm. Sure. But in any case, so that's that's the type of miracles that, that we're dealing with. It could, In my mind, that's easy enough to explain away. People have fallen from, from farther heights. And survive. So yeah, there, there was a story of somebody that uh, their parachute didn't open and they survived. So yeah, that fall. one girl fell like thirty thousand feet and lived. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it happens. Strange shit happens. Get over <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but Tom Renfro, I want to get back to this guy. So he, in I think it was in ninety six, he found a lump 
on the on the side of his neck mm-hmm. and he didn't do anything about it but then a few days later he found another lump on the side of his neck and one under his armpit he decided to go to the doctor so they went to the doctor and they talked about it and he had to do a biopsy so a few weeks later they got the results from the biopsy back and it was um mantle cell lymphoma which is an incredibly deadly Aggressive. form of cancer and the doctor, apparently what the doctor told him was, you might as well just go home and live out the rest of your life as, as best you can. Mm. And that's what, he, that's what he did, is he went home. He went home and it got really bad. The, the, the images of this guy are, they're, they're, they're terrifying, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I, you know, I feel sorry for him for what he had to go through. Was he like riddled with lumps? Yeah. Yeah, he, lumps. he couldn't yeah. lower his arms because he had these huge masses underneath his arms. His jaw extended and it, it looks really bad. His answer to this was not to get a second opinion, but he went and he kept going to church and he kept praying and it got so it got really bad. And his pastor was like, all right, we're going to do 40 days of prayer. So eight hours a day for 40 days. The entire church, taking turns and everything, prayed for him, prayed over him in the church. 40 days. At the end of 40 days, the pastor said, God spoke to me. We need another 40 days. So that extended to another 40 days, which actually extended to 100 days of prayer. And at the end of all this, he was having trouble breathing. He was like every day was torture. And he said, God spoke to me and said, I should go to the hospital now. (laughs) So he went to a hospital, by the way, a different doctor than the one he originally went to. The doctor said, okay, we're going to put you in chemo. We're going to see what it does. Don't get your hopes up. You're in like stage five of mm-hmm. like, you're, you're really bad off. But they, they started him on the chemo process and the tumors melted away. Like in a day. Well, he, For days. It, yeah. the original story was days. I looked up the actual story mm. and it was weeks. Okay. So the tumors started lowering in a few days and were nearly gone in a few weeks. And it was, I, I don't remember the, the days for certain, but it was, so he spent a year of it progressing and getting worse and worse and worse. And then went, got chemo, and the tumors were gone in like two months. It's a miracle. This was the miracle. Wait, what? and they're attributing this to God? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Who could believe that stupid ass story? That's the same as the woman who broke her hip in my mom's place and then went to the hospital the next day. Right. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. So that's. And all God did was say, you should have gotten a second opinion sooner. (laughs) Yeah. Go to the cancer treatment centers of America instead of your local doctor. Well, is he saying, though, that, like, he had to suffer that time for something else? Oh, Or he's just straight up saying, hey, God saved me by telling me to go to the doctor. No, I'm, I'm in part of uh, the website. He specifically says that that suffering was done for a reason. That God, oh, okay, that so God, he had their okay. Yeah, there was a reason for it. God put him through it so that he could learn from it. And now he he preaches, he testifies, you know, every week. And this is not, you know, some crazy church. This is um, it's a branch of the Methodist Church. It's the um, United Method. His parents go to the United Methodist. He goes to. The Free Worship Church, which is a non-denominational church. So this isn't some crazy fringe church, but the idea that he wasn't going to the doctor for nearly a year of it getting worse and worse and worse, <laughs> and then suddenly was like, ah, God says I should go to the hospital. Yeah. Oh, God was God's right, but <laughs> you should have done that a long time ago. I'm going to wow. do that next month when I get my gallbladder taken out. <laughs> 
and be like, you know what? God told me to finally get it taken out. And now I feel great. And I'm going to start a new religion. There you go. <laughs> Send me your money. Yeah, or at least maybe I get a book deal out of this. I can't guarantee <laughs> anything, though. They showed images of the church, and it was half empty. So mm-hmm. oh. I don't know. Maybe get the guys just a dick about it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But in any case, that story was amazing. And the fact that it was on the Morgan Freeman show is a legitimate miracle. Mm. <laughs> oh, Morgan. what's Well, he's getting old, you know. <laughs> thinking about his own mortality planning for the yeah. future all right <sighs> next we've spent way too much on that next on the list reiki holy moly yes uh, i hear that ray is the uh, syllable for spirit and key is internal energy in truth all those things ray ray is god's wisdom or the higher power and and key is the life force energy Get this one off the list right now. <laughs> I don't need to hear anything else about this. Right, I, so I know a decent amount about, what I got. about Reiki, but what, but what else can you tell me? This is what I can tell you. This is what I got from. This is this is straight from Reiki.org. Hmm. This is, it is administered by, you know, laying your hands over someone, you know, and it's based on the idea that we are all, it, it is essentially the force. It is based on the idea that that there is an unseen life force energy that flows through us and is around us and causes us to be alive. And if one's life force energy is low, then we're more likely to get sick, to feel stress, and, you know, to sustain injuries. So a, a Reiki master is able to manipulate your life force energy to increase, you know, to increase its flow and make sure everything is is working as it should be. If you're still with me <laughs> and I haven't lost you yet, let me see if I can let me see if I can lose you here because here's how you become a Reiki master. The ability to become a Reiki master is passed on during attunement given by a Reiki master, which allows the student to tap into the unlimited supply of life force energy to improve one's overall quality of life. So you learn it that you just kind of telepathically learn it. Sort of uh, from the master. He just decides that you are also a master. I am getting into this business. You can't prove a fucking thing. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's that's Reiki, but so far that's not. I mean, I can I can answer more questions if anybody is going to try to keep it on the list no. later. But I'll uh, I'll hop over to my good friend Reflex- Reflexology while I'm here. While the floor is mine. Sure. <laughs> you like a good uh, foot reflex- massage. <laughs> yeah, reflexology. <laughs> Is actually, it falls under that little umbrella that we were talking about of there are key parts of the human body which have been mapped out and linked to all the other parts of the body. Here in reflexology, it happens to be the palms of your hand and the soles of your feet. And it involves the application of, you know, pressure with with very specific, uh, you know, hand, thumb, finger techniques on these pressure points and does not allow for the use of any lotions or oil. So you don't want to get it confused with massage. Mm. And apparently as, as you apply the correct amount of pressure to these, to specific zones, these, these are linked to other parts of your body and it will all, every malady there is, it, it can fix them. You know, mm. it cleanses your liver. It frees your mind of stress. It unclogs your arteries, everything based on, you know, the, the little, little map, the little multicolored map of your feet. The only thing I'll give it is um, that when your feet hurt all the time, yeah, it's a miserable, miserable experience. So having them mm-hmm. not hurt anymore is a wonderful, magical thing. So absolutely, and the that and the amount of pressure that they use in some of these techniques is intense. Ooh. So that intense pressure really 
causes a pretty big, uh, you know, endorphin rush. Sure. Again, which makes you feel a whole lot better. Hmm. Whether these zones can actually, uh, you know, be used to, if I put my knuckle really hard at the ball of, you know, Jared's foot and it fixes his gallbladder, <laughs> I'm skeptical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to unclog an artery. No. I don't know. I don't but know. I'm sure but it feels good. Yeah. That's uh, that's where we are. Again, I have more answers if you have more questions. So, but I, uh, we're almost to the bottom of the yeah, list. Yeah, we're almost there. I did want to mention those, but these last two, this was something um, a few years back. I was experiencing regular, well, irregular, but very frequent VAD migraines, just really debilitating migraines. Sure. And the person that I was with at the time was into Reiki and was into reflexology. And while I was laying in bed, they came in and said, would you like me to do this? Would you like me to try? And at that point, sure, absolutely, whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, I would not in any way call myself a, a believer in it, but... But the migraines were pretty intense. The migraines were intense. I was willing to try just about anything. The The drugs that I was prescribed from the doctor in the hospital gave me symptoms that were in some ways way worse. Um, you know, heart rate of like 140 those symptoms were in some ways worse than the migraine, um, especially since they didn't get rid of the migraine. They just lessened it a little. But um, so I was willing to try, willing to try just about anything. And the Reiki, I would have to say, I didn't experience anything. The reflexology, I was I was told to apply very limited pressure in certain spots, and it. it I will tell you that it seemed to help. Now, whether that was me taking my mind away from the pain or, yeah, I don't know. Because it, it didn't help every time. It didn't help the majority of the time. Right. It didn't cure the migraines, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. Is it is it a matter of the... Uh, Distraction. You know, yeah. Mm. You know, ow, my knee really hurts. Well, let me punch you in the stomach, and I'm sure you won't notice how much. Your <laughs> well, knee in hurts. this case, it was very that works. That's it, proven. It was very light pressure, <laughs> Science. so it wasn't like a, a you know one pain taken from away from the other kind of thing. But right, and like I said, I'm just throwing this out there because, like your mother with ALS, mm. I would be willing to try just about anything if I had ALS. Yeah. So I can't, you know, I again. I am not trying to substantiate a belief in these things, but at the same time, when you're in that situation, you're going to try just about anything that people sure. put Absolutely. in front of you. I Absolutely. I think that's what a lot of these thrive on. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, fortunately, my migraines have subsided greatly, and uh, I'm not really sure why. So, <laughs> Mountain Dew. <laughs> I, I did stop <laughs> drinking a whole lot of Mountain Dew, so like a whole lot. Uh, yeah, I used to drink way too much. Oh my god, that's the worst. Yeah, dude. yeah, that is the worst. <laughs> it is. How unexpected. Did I tell you I grew up in Ohio? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> all right. I'm, what I they call that the the elixir of the hillbilly. Yeah, <laughs> Kickapoo Joy Juice. You know that was. Uh, so I want to skip the one, uh, Ian, don't you have also the stuff yeah, on I got, golfing? I'll, I'll go one more because, because Jared's is much better than mine <laughs> and I want to stick with, I like alliteration and, uh, the last one I'm going to give you in the R category is, uh, rolfing or, uh, otherwise known as structural integration. Rolfing is the, uh, the doctor who, who kind of copyrighted it and, uh, you know, gave, gave it her name. Uh, it is... Essentially, deep tissue massage, but more than that, it is, I would lump it in with chiropractic, but instead of focusing on the spine, 
it blames fascia for everything. Fascia are, uh, that's collagen, like bands of sheets of collagen that are in between, around, and it's all, that's around all your musculature. It separates your, your muscles from one another and that sort of thing. And it's, it says when your fascia get too, too tight, too, too bound up, too tangled, you know, things, then things don't work right. It pulls your body out of alignment. And this, this rolfing is really gets in there to straighten out the fascia and get them, get them loose and get them back to working properly. Yeah. Eh. It doesn't sound crazy. No, <laughs> it's not crazy. There's no, it doesn't cure everything. There's no, um, yeah, it's not unclogging arteries, spiritual right? <laughs> elements to it. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you know that it's real, you know, there's overuse, misuse, fascia or just like anything else under there. They're just like your ligaments, your tendons, any other connective tissue that, you know, strengthen or support or cover your muscles. Uh, you know, they, they need to be involved. I just don't think they are as essential as structural integration claims. Hmm. They are, they're obviously a very important working component, but they're not, they're not the, the, you know, the, the skeleton key or the roadmap to to all of your wellness. Right. It feel it feels like it's um, a a answer to our sedentary lifestyle. I mean, we evolved to be very active, working creatures, and yet we sit on our butts most of the time nowadays. Right, a lot of us. So it, it feels like it's something to you know replace that activity. You know what I mean? But sure, uh, absolutely. It's it's a uh, it's it's a temporary you know, relief from, you know, yeah, what you, what you said, a sedentary lifestyle will cause you. Mm. Like if you just, you know, are a fit person, then this is not something you seek out. Yeah. Okay. We're getting short on time. The last yes. thing we so have on the go. list. That, I think the list, I think I can get trimmed pretty, pretty yeah, quickly on a lot, a lot of these. Real quick. Well, I can tell you that this last one, I think is going to give you a, a run for your money as number one. <laughs> 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 Laugh all you want. There's science behind this one. Yeah, I don't. I, no doubt. Uh, and that is cat purring. And it, so the- <laughs> I just love how you said it so distinctly, like cat purring. <laughs> ha. Well, cats create. And I love how this one side I went to left me a nice little chart here that I can read things off of, so I sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> cats create purr vibrations within a range of 20 to 140 hertz, known to be medically therapeutic for many illnesses. I'm sure there's there better be some kind of uh, source back here. Okay, <laughs> there to is. Back up that claim. There is a there's source listed. Okay. <laughs> now, obviously, petting an animal with lower stress that's proven. Cats' purrs can decrease the symptoms of dysponia. Have you guys ever heard of this? I've never heard of this. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Okay, we'll look that up later. Lowers your blood pr- blood pressure, which I'm sure from the lowering your stress. Frequencies of 25 to 15 hertz are the best, and 100 hertz to 200 hertz are the second best frequencies for promoting bone strength. Come on now. <laughs> With the cat. And a recent study shows the cat owners have a 40% less risk of heart attack. I got two See, cats. That's 80%. Right. <laughs> you <think? laughs> You've got and nothing I, to worry about. And I keep thinking I'm going to die of a heart attack every day. Somehow, per vibrations help healing with infection and swelling. I don't know. I mean, well, I don't know how true that could be. I, again, I didn't look up the sources on this. All right, apparently, it's supposed to be dyspnea. It's a difficulty okay, good, in breathing I, or painful breathing. Okay, oh. that's much better because I did not hear the word correctly, and I tried to look up dysponia, and well, all it gave me was a bunch of Spanish to English translations. 
Well, it's spelled D Y S P O N E A. So, <laughs> well, I think it has. The How do you pronounce that? I, I think it's supposed to be dyspnea. Dyspnea. Oh, maybe they spelled the wrong. So it's a silent O. Yeah, difficult or labored breathing. I think okay. it has. I think cats have the opposite effect on Craig, but that's right. okay. if you're allergic, it doesn't help. Right, your I don't think breathing. there's an O. According to this, it's a D Y S P N E A. Okay, well Dyspnea. they have an O in this. Yeah. Whatever. Either way, right. now again, sometimes after I read about this, when I'm in my pains, I've grabbed one of my cats who always purr as soon as I'm near them. I don't know if it's an instant healing, but I will tell you this, and you may call me crazy. But I don't know what hurts Bob Ross's voice radiates out. <laughs> is it the, right? the painting guy? That is the yeah. joy of painting guy. But someone <laughs> needs to look and see where it is. Because when I hear his voice, when I'm in the throes of my pain, I do get temporary relief hmm. for some reason. I can't explain it. I don't know if it's in my head or not, or if it's just coming out that way. I put a, some stock in this. Some stock in this. Maybe what the purring does to your brain, you know, and how your brain can change things in your body. I find that a lot more a lot more likely. I I would be willing to put it up there with meditation. Yeah. The idea that it calms yeah. you, it reduces the stress of sure. the situation. It's comforting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think cat purring is silly. It's got a silly title. But I, I would also, you know, I'd lump it into with any sort of, you know, animal therapy, pet therapy. Yeah. But now, is there any truth to sound waves healing bones, though? I can't imagine yeah. how. I mean, they're saying this on these, on these, on these certain hertzes. I will, I will follow the source material of your link when I get some, a moment, and I will do my best to see where those, the source came from, and I'll, I'll see if I can follow up as we continue to, work at this list. Right. Okay. Some of the statistics that they give, like a recent study shows that cat owners have 40% less risk of heart attack. I mean, that's just, all right, we looked at the numbers and saw that people who are listed as being cat owners have less heart attacks than people who don't. I, yeah, but it's a cause or effect, though. Well, and if you throw in the fact that if you're not a cat owner, you're you're more likely to be a dog owner, and dogs barking, that's going to give you a heart attack <laughs> yeah. in any case. So. Yeah. And you gotta animals. constantly worry about that dog. Dogs need a lot of attention. They do. It's like having another child. Mm. Not quite, but Cat- yeah, almost. Cats just knock shit over behind you when you're trying to do a podcast <laughs> with your friends. And you want to fucking stomp on them. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at this list. What is going to go down first? I got... Crystals. Three? Crystals. <laughs> okay. I got three that I God, really want to strike. Crystals is one. Homeopathy. Yeah, Reiki's a... Oh. Yeah. And faith healing. I'm on yeah. yeah. I would throw Reiki in there as well. Yeah, please. Iridology too. Yeah. All right. So many. One at a time They're here. all so Are, bad. So crystals I heard right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is crystals the, the absolute least reasonable? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, like so many of these things, it's all in, you know, how you react to it. If wearing crystals makes you happy and, and gives you a, a focal point for meditation, knock your socks off. But the crystal itself is doing shit all. <laughs> yeah. It ain't vibrating. And, well, I no. mean, it's vibrating, but <laughs> that ain't helping. All right. I'm actually going to put homeopathy off um, next because just it makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. What is homeopathy? Homeopathy is awesome. Homeopathy is awesome because it encourages you to drink more water and water is good for you. <laughs> All right. I want to put it ab- above crystals then. All right. Still See, I, the, 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 how enraged you get over homeopathy is how enraged I get over faith healing. All right. 
is next then. Well, Faith, especially, also, especially when parents do it to young children. Oh, God. That yeah, is yeah. what it, it right. that's, drives that's me that's fucking just, insane. See, I think that's far more dangerous. That's why I wouldn't put homeopathy too high. But I, it, is as, it is as ridiculous as you described to us. And all these ones that, that are ridiculous, you know, I don't know that we talked about it too much. But I mean, uh, the power of the placebo effect mm. is is so potent in a good number of these. Right, that is true. Very true. So you know, I think that's that's also where they uh, they benefit. Right. Agreed. I'm actually going to put. You made a good point. I'm going to put faith faith healing lower than homeopathy, just because of the. You're, you're absolutely correct. These these parents who don't take their kids in for actual medical help. Yeah, that's just pure anger for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to do it to yourself, you're just a fucking moron and you can die. But when you do when no one when someone has no choice in the matter, ugh. right. You go to jail. So what's left on the list here? Oh. Iridology. I hear uh, I heard Reiki. Yeah. Now, yeah. Reiki is all about the I mean, you really you really need to believe in a lot of the chakra, vibration, energy, we'll call it bullshit, uh in order to believe in Reiki. I mean, you head down into the the aura cleansing and all that kind of stuff after a while, and it's just bunk. Okay. So, now we have a few here that can be lumped together. Acupuncture, chiropractic. Reflexology and rolfing. Yeah. Definitely rolfing. Mm. Yeah. Sure, we'll throw... Are we going to throw reflexology in there? I will, because... Well, wait, are they... Did I put reflexology in the things where we use a, a, a... crazy map i was gonna stick that kind of with irisology mm. or iridology yeah iridology yeah yeah but, but reflexology actually has some physical yeah. thing going on in there absolutely and and like karen pointed out a foot massage feels good yeah. all right <laughs> of the list we have left i am going to vote that applied kinesiology i i watched a video on it and it is the dumbest shit i have ever seen <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's with the bacon thing. Yeah, get that. Yeah, yeah. Get out of there. Yeah, you've been lifting your arm for however long. You put bacon in front of you. You're gonna want to put it down and eat that bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as we separated from actual kinesiology. This is yes. applied kinesiology. Yeah, we definitely want to be sure to say that kinesiology yeah. is a scientific thing. Yes, uh, that is not what we're talking about. Although I think I would prefer it at this point in my life if I had a degree in applied kinesiology. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be much cooler. Your only overhead was buying bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and to be be clear on this, you don't need a degree to practice applied kinesiology. Oh, oh damn. Or, or most of these you things. You can just use your, you know, local Microsoft Word and write yourself up a diploma and you're Sure, you're sure. Very few of these require anything. I mean, right. some of them, as, as we were discussing before we started the show, I mean, I've, I drove past a place that said someone was a certified Reiki master and I was like, <laughs> where is a certifying body <laughs> that can just say the hokum that you perform is legit? <laughs> That's fantastic. But, uh. You know, I guess yeah. Other people who believe in Reiki get together and say, "Yep, he's doing it right. Mm. He's certified." Uh, you know, unlike you know, at least with uh, you know chiropractic, you have to have some amount of schooling and go to theoretically an accredited university mm. or an accredited program. I'm not sure. Agreed. So we've got so, a lot left on the list here. Well, I, I, meditation and cat purrs, I think, uh, fall into the same category of you know relaxation and focusing and centering and all that kind of thing. Okay. So I would keep them together. Yeah, I would lump them together. I'd keep them high on the list, but I don't... Yeah. You guys are going to have to work hard to convince me that herbal medicine isn't number one. 
Well, there's actual science and, and basis for uh, behind yeah, a lot of that. medicine is medicine. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. All right, we're, we're skipping the head again. What's the craziest? <laughs> okay. Well, crystal healing. We already got that. Well, right. Yeah, uh, on the uh, list. On the Wait, list. Wait, what was oh, iridology okay, again? Iridology. Yeah, iridology and reflexology need to be off the list immediately. Yeah, they need to go so, down. Iridology is the study of the, of the iris. Yeah, the eye map and mm-hmm. the uh, reflexology has a map of the soles of your feet. Mm-hmm. Those are get the boot. I completely agree. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Now, these other ones are tough because they all have, I feel, you know, very uh, a good base or at least a foothold in, you know, medicine slash proven, proven things. And then there are things that I've seen with some of these that I, I, you know, don't have an explanation for. You know, I've seen a surgery performed where the only anesthetic was acupuncture and it went seamlessly. Hmm. I know people swear by it. I've never had it or acupressure. Has anybody else ever had it done? No. no. I have not. So um, I'm scared of most Chinese. They're medicine. trying to Cuffing get me to do it really at painful. the chiropractic place that I get my diet stuff from, mm. that they have Ooh. an acupuncturist there. Maybe I should do it just for the show to see if I... Again, yeah. maybe as long as they don't make you come back for 15 sessions. Yeah, and I don't know how much they're going to run to cost me, but... All right. So I'm right. going to put up an argument against what was just said. So I have an article in front of me that says, in 2006, at the British Broadcasting Corporation TV program, Simon Singh, uh, an author and acupuncture specialist. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He's the debunker. He researched the story you were just talking about, about the guy who had surgery with the only anesthetic being acupuncture. And he discovered that yes. the patient had been given a combination of three powerful sedatives. <laughs> I'm not going to try and pronounce them. <laughs> Large, large volumes of local anesthetic were, had also been injected into the chest. <laughs> so if you're talking about a BBC program in 2006. Yeah, it sounds about right. They lied. It was all lies. Yeah, the, the, okay. it says the acupuncture needles were purely cosmetic. <laughs> that off the list. <laughs> I'm angry well, wait, now. is there any science behind acupuncture? Like Probably a meditative thing to it because you, you'd lie still. You know, you get a bit of a massage. Somebody pays attention yeah. to you. All right. A... Three-year study released in 1991 concluded that acupuncture was nothing more than, at best, a powerful placebo. Damn it. I thought this could help me with my pain. <laughs> I really don't think it's going to. I'm going to go hug my cat. <laughs> with that, uh, are we okay with striking acupuncture? For sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, we did link... Chiropractic and rolfing? Yes. Yeah. We did link those together with acupuncture at one point. However, I would say that there is more actual scientific medical reasoning in the other two um i would go so far and to say that going to a chiropractor there may you may very well be told by a doctor to go to a chiropractor mm. right and well as long as we're talking about straight chiropractic versus mixed chiropractic because right. i will put up a fight for mixed chiropractic but straight chiropractic i believe is mostly the experiences that jared had mm. It is. It is like I don't know. It, it, yeah, it just has so many, so many steps, and you never get better. You just get temporary relief until your next adjustment. Mm. Well, right. But Why do I do air quotes when I'm doing podcasts? <laughs> I'm gonna have to start announcing I do it all the time too. It's so silly. But uh, the stuff that I did, like that crap that I got. What, what did you call it again? The uh, it's mixed straight chiropractic. I got straight chiropractic. Right. Straight. They didn't do anything else. They, there was no, you know, they didn't encourage. You to, you know, improve your core strength. They didn't improve stretching. They didn't say, you know, exercise more. They didn't work your diet into that at all. They just said, 
we're going to whack your spine and that's going to fix everything. Mm. Right. And is there any proven science that that actually heals anything? The thing I got? No. Then None. get that mm. shit off the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I'm going to take it and Rolfing off at the same time. Sure. Sure. And we're going to leave Rolfing lower just because they're, like I said, there are some chiropractors out there who are legitimate, like you said, mixed. Mm. It's, you know, science-based. I agree. I'd like to learn more, but it doesn't look like Rolfing is anything more than painful massage. (laughs) (laughs) No happy ending. No. And that's that's even, that is unrelated, but that is even worse. I don't know why I would even consider it, but I went to a a shady Asian massage parlor <laughs> just to get a massage. Mm. God, was I in a lot of pain afterwards. No, well, they, it was they awful. Don't, they don't know what they're doing. They do not know what they're doing. I had to see at least two different massage therapists before they were able to straighten out what was going on <laughs> from my horrible shady Asian massage. <laughs> oh, and there was no happy ending. <laughs> I was really sad. <laughs> Well, that's the worst. <laughs> I mean, I if you're going to get really, the crappy it, half-assed, I don't know what I'm doing, massage. <laughs> nope, really, it was it was suspect on every level. Mm. I have never been in so much pain after a massage. Uh, there was nothing illegal that occurred. And man, do they focus entirely too much on the glutes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> so stay away from unlicensed Asian massage parlors. Got it. <laughs> That is my advice to you. Well, I kind of like the order that things are left in currently. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yep. Yep. I am completely on board with leaving the cat purring and meditation closely together. Mm. I think that they're, they can both be stress relievers. I think meditation is a bit more, but yeah. it takes, obviously, it takes a little bit more than uh, getting a cat to purr next to you. Well, I think cat purrs also could be extended to, uh, we have a friend that has a fish tank, and she sits in front of the fish tank and watches fish. That's a very meditative thing for her. It's very centering for her. So some people have dogs, and they play with their dogs. There are other things similar to that. Yes, cat purrs could be lumped in with just pets, period, Yeah, if you wanted to. Hey, listen, sure. I'm happy I, that it's if it's lumped in with meditation, then it came in at a strong second. It did. I'm happy with it that. It did. I agree. I, I, I see, again, things like that often. I was watching the television this evening, and a guy was telling a story about how he had, you know, debilitating levels of OCD, mm. and then he got himself a dog, and he has been feeling, you know, significantly better ever since. Well, people with PTSD have, you know, service dogs to yeah, help them focus. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's very useful. So yeah, they bring they bring dogs or puppies in for children who have to testify in court yep. and stuff like that. Pets are magical. They are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Even turtles. Even turtles. <laughs> so I think we're all good with leaving herbal medicine as being the most reasonable alternative healing, mainly because we do use herbal medicine. Yes, we have science has proven that there have been properties within plants and within nature that can be extracted and used to help heal people. The only thing that I want to qualify that with is if you're looking at herbal medicine in and of itself, there is no public protection Mm. for these supplements and that sort of thing that do nothing. Absolutely. Um, There's no public protection for it. Regulation on it is really minimal. And there's a whole bunch of unreliable information that is just at your fingertips and ready to be accessed. Yeah. Do your research. 
figuring out the the providers that actually do quality control tests that do you know actual dosage information that's accurate figure out who the good ones are and buy from them yep. only absolutely there are independent uh, organizations out there that do do testing mm-hmm. and that you you know you can send a sample of what you get to them and they will you know get you accurate results if you heard about your supplement on a radio commercial mm-hmm. that said it would make your penis larger and improve your prowess in bed, Bullshit. it's not legitimate. <laughs> um, you know, if you heard it on a radio commercial that told you, don't worry, you're not fat, you might just be bloated, it's not legitimate. Oh, I hear that one all the time. <laughs> That's the probiotic one, right? The- <laughs> it is. It is. It might just be uh, rotting and decaying something in your gut. Oh, gross. Yeah, I've heard all probiotic stuff is bullshit. Well, no, I, there is something to it because, again... Yeah, yogurt's legit. Well, yeah. I'm, in the sense that you'd have to eat that of that yogurt in order for it to do anything for you as far as a probiotic. I think probiotics are useful after you take antibiotics because you can potentially kill off good gut bacteria. It's important oh, to replenish yeah. it. But you don't need yes. to take it on an ongoing basis. Once you replenish it, that's that's it, it's got it under control. <laughs> I went right. to a therapist where his whole thing was about probiotics and, and stuff like that. And then he got into some weird, like, reeky type shit with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, the I know, either I get like a nut job who believes in faith healing or one who's a complete racist. It's <laughs> uh, nice. Oh. Uh, the last thing oh. that I would definitely mention as a caution is that if you are taking any sort of prescribed medicine on a regular basis, if you want to do any sort of herbal supplement, make sure you talk to your doctor who prescribed the original medication first, especially if it's some sort of blood thinner mm. or anything to do with the heart or having a stroke. If you if you are taking some medicine like that, there are herbal quote-unquote remedies that can either counteract that uh, medicine or enhance it and just outright kill you. Sure. Well, even so, even weird things like, did you know the grapefruit? I think it interferes with antibiotics. Uh, no, but there, I do know what you're talking about because, again, odd side story. But my son loves pharmaceutical commercials. <laughs> when they come on, he is absolutely like you can't tear him away from the television. Like the ones so where like people are all, running in fields and shit. All like, of them. I, I mean, I'm I I know lots about. All the all the alternatives to warfarin, all the things that you can use to supplement your uh, your antidepressant. Uh, so all the abilifies, all of the uh, eloquences, everything like that. And yet one of them is like, don't take, don't eat grapefruit while you're doing this because that type of citrus will wreck you. Yeah. Interesting. Numerous drugs. Um, and, yeah. Yes, and to follow up on Ray's note, if you are choosing the root of taking supplements and uh, herbal remedies and things of that nature, and you are breastfeeding, please, please check with your physician. Mm. Again, that stuff is completely unregulated, and it will, that is something you will be passing on to your child. So make sure that it is safe to do, because let me tell you, it is not safe to do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So we have All a winner. Right. Yeah, and a, a clear-cut winner, I think. Mm. Yeah, no arguing on this one. Yeah. Let's wrap this up so I can learn about healing meditation. <laughs> <laughs> or just regular meditation. <laughs> yeah, I got to go learn if these frequencies can heal me or not. <laughs> and I'm really pulling for it. Not necessarily heal me, but I don't know if they have effects. Mm. I'm, I'm going to explore that. Mm. Next week, our, our segment will be on the brown note. Is it real? <laughs> <laughs> 
that is all we have for this week. If anybody has any questions, comments, or things that you would like to hear us talk about, please feel free to visit the website, profaneargument.com, and leave your, your message on there. And again, I would like to encourage anyone listening to who's looking to listen to a podcast to check out the soon-to-be-named network at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com or soon-to-be-namednetwork.tumblr.com. I think they take you to the same place, though, where you can check out shows like the Longbox Heroes and Longbox Heroes After Dark, which is all about comics. You can check out a live YouTube stream with the Fresher and Parlant show, Popacacy with Jason and David, where they talk about pop culture stuff, all the cool things on TV and everywhere else. Uh, you can listen to Ian and myself talk with Craig about Marvel Puzzle Quest, a match three game that is way too addictive. Uh, you could also listen to... That's called The Puzzle Warriors 3 for anybody who's interested. I, yeah, I did that again, didn't I? The, <laughs> yeah. the Puzzle Warriors 3. Uh, you can also listen to Jared uh, join up with Brian and talk about Star Trek The Next Generation on The Prime Defective. Thanks and, for naming my podcast, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, I do want to do it twice in a row. <laughs> and finally, The Prodigal Sons with Ian, Jared, Brian, and Adam, where they Woo! talk about everything, anything you want. Everything and nothing, if we ever record again. Who knows? You never know with us. <laughs> that show may be kaput. It was a national holiday. All right, all right, I guess. I still have two in the hole that I have not put out yet. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> Anyway, well, hopefully, I promise. Yeah, there will be a new Prodigal Sons if anybody cares to listen. I listen to it. All right. Well, you can go to my Dropbox and listen to ones. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I was going to say now that now that Jared and I do this show together, you know, you can you can kill the Prodigal Sons anytime you want. (laughs) It was the only reason I was keeping it going, Ian. (laughs) What? So we could stay friends? Yeah, I got Brian in another show. I got you on this one. I see Adam all the time. What the hell do I need Prodigal Sons for? Except, Seriously? <laughs> no, Prodigal Sons gets me all my political shit that I want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, we can't do, I mean, we can do it on here, but I can't do it like I do it on the Prodigal Sons. All right. Have I advertised enough for my show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, again, for listening. Uh, until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. 